0: Everyone, oh I'm Yosra Amamizade, and this is Tavan Studio and Conversation, where we talk about art, design, living creatively with female artists and makers. Um, today in the studio we have Sophia Hoaja, Did I pronounce her yes. right? Yeah, I should have like confirmed with you first, no, but I got perfect. it right. <laughs> uh, who's a Pakistani artist residing in Dubai? She's been living here for the almost eight years. Um, she majored in printmaking at the National College of Art in Lahore, Pakistan, and went to graduate school at the Rhode Island School of Design, uh, Providence, on a Fulbright Scholarship. Yeah. Yes. Welcome to today's uh, podcast and to the studio. Um,
1: Thank you for having me here. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm so same, excited to talk with here.
0: you. Yeah, I met uh, Sophia about a year ago at yeah. the Jamil Art Space at El uh, Circal Avenue, um, and I think one thing it the thing that really gravitated me towards your work was the subject, the just the work itself, the way it looked aesthetically. I was like drawn to it, but then also I was drawn to you mm. because you were so open, like. I feel like a lot of times the artists, like they make their work, and even if they're there, they kind of like hide like in the corner and don't don't really want to interact with people much. Yeah. But you're just like, hey, yeah. <laughs> do you want it, can, do you want me to like explain this to you? I was like, uh, yes. And then you explained it to me, and then it just everything kind of clicked really well together, and it went beyond just like aesthetically liking your work. Um, so. Then I met you again, Yeah, we had a more in-depth conversation, um, and now we're back, and I think from that first time that I saw you to the second time that I saw you, and now that I see you, you've kind of like transitioned uh, a lot between um, you, the work that you do and like the art that you make. Yeah. Um, so before we get into all of that, could you give us a little bit of, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself, and um, how you got into printmaking, and is that something that you do right now, or how it's influenced the work that you do right now?
1: Um, so, I got into printmaking in my undergrad, um, and I think it was, you know, you were very young at that point, mm-hmm. and I think it was just a matter of, well, this major is, seems the easiest for me to do mm-hmm. because I did the, the best in it. Mm-hmm. Um and um, the way that um, the National College of Arts uh, positions or um, proposes the, the four majors that it offers to, to its sophomores is um, you get these blocks mm-hmm. throughout the year, mm-hmm. and you take these blocks, and you have sculpture, you have miniature painting, you have painting, and you have printmaking. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people just end up choosing whatever they're, they're best at. Mm-hmm. And I was very good at printmaking. I actually had no clue what printmaking was yeah. before that because I, I don't think a lot of people do. Um, right. When you think of printmaking, or when I when I mention to people that I'm a printmaker, uh, the first thing that comes to their minds is, yeah. oh, so it's block printing, or yeah. it's something textile related mm-hmm. when it's not. Um, and and yeah, so uh, I think as far as I remember, it was so long ago. We did, <laughs> <laughs> we did. Um, woodcuts and we did some etching and i loved etching etching mm-hmm. and i was good at it and i think i was good at it because i loved it so much
0: yeah and
1: and yeah. you liked working
0: with that like the machinery and the i liked the working medium. with the machinery
1: i liked i liked the fact that it was so unforgiving
0: i mm, i'm interesting. a bit of a
1: perfectionist uh-huh. and i like to get things right right off the bat and I love the fact that it was so unforgiving, but at the same time, you... And, and, and so it was a challenge. It was like, if I need to make this the way that I want to mm. make it, I have to know exactly what I'm... Yeah, there's no other way around there's it. There's no other way around mm. it. I mean, I'm not saying that whatever you put on the plate, it's, it's, it's there forever. Yeah. There are many, many, many ways to get rid of it, but it's not as simple as just picking up an eraser and just getting rid of your line. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of physical effort right. to get rid of something that you've already etched on the plate cool um and so yeah I think that was that was one of the the major attractions major attraction. yeah. and then
0: when you went to RISD that was still continuing what like building on what you had learned or was it like a different area of printmaking that you No, so
1: I actually specialized in um in intaglio printing when I was there and I I went on a Fulbright and Mm -hmm. I was I was uh, toying with the idea of applying for painting as a major because Mm -hmm. I thought that would diversify Mm -hmm. me and my my skills a bit more Mm -hmm. I'd done um, three years of of etching and and printmaking in undergrad and I thought well maybe painting is you know that'll add something more to my skill set but when you when I was applying for a scholarship it seemed it seemed harder (laughs) to justify (laughs) Switching a major, right?
0: Um, and like they wanted to see a portfolio
1: of the work yeah. that you've done before. Yeah. yeah. Jeez, <laughs>
0: jeez, that was that was. <laughs> <my> <laughs> <laughs> gonna cut that out.
1: Um, okay. So it just seemed it, it, you know, I mean, the thing is that I could I could make up a story, whatever. But but mm. this is some of the decisions that I've made in my life are just as simple as you know what. It's just going to be easier to apply for this scholarship if yeah if I um. If I just, and it worked out, you know, <laughs> apply for the same major and it worked out, and I'm so glad it worked out because mm-hmm. I think it was in grad school when I really connected with printmaking. Mm-hmm. Um, in the three years in in undergrad, and I I for me at least I know that it's enough for a lot of people, but for me it wasn't enough. It's just three years mm-hmm. and in the uh, the undergrad, yeah, right, because right, right. the first year I'm not counting that because um, that's just cause like figure. Out, it's you like very figu- basic. You're, yeah, you're just figuring yourself out, yeah. and there's no. There's no major that you're tackling. I got introduced to my major in my second year. Yeah. And that was also just, I believe, a two-month block. Mm. And it's actually in your third year that you really get into it. So it's actually just two and a half years mm-hmm. of really trying to figure out what this, this medium is and developing the skill and understanding how... T- and, and, and then printmaking itself has has so many different things that it offers, like screen printing, it has lithography, right. it has etching. Etching itself has so many different things to offer, mm-hmm. like more specializations. Mm-hmm. Then you have woodcut, and it's just not enough. Yeah. And so in grad school, I believe that's when I really connected with it. Cool.
0: Yeah, so when you say, I'm a printmaker, that's like a very broad term. Yeah, it's a very, very, very broad, broad yeah. term. Okay, uh, cool. And then when it came into... So after that, then... Um, I remember when we were discussing, you went back to Pakistan and you started teaching there. Um, How was that for you?
1: Um, It was great. It was an an amazing experience. Mm -hmm. Um, It was, I I was back at uh, the National College of Arts, but they'd actually opened up a branch in my hometown. Mm -hmm. And so when I got back, my mentor from my undergrad, um, who was the head of printmaking at that point, when I was a student, Nasir mm-hmm. she was the principal of of the, of the college. Okay. And so when she found out that I was back, she was like, "I need you on board immediately. Come for an interview." I was like, <laughs> "All right, I'll, I'll do it." Yeah. And I wasn't really planning on teaching at that point. Um. And I went. I I you know it was, it was basically for her that I was like, "All right, you know what? She's asked mm-hmm. me to come in. Maybe I should go." Mm-hmm and so i started teaching part time and i really liked it mm-hmm. i really really enjoyed it um it was uh teaching actually keeps you young yeah you know you you have these these students and then they it's it's hard to explain but there's this energy and it's consistent mm-hmm. and when you get older your energy changes but mm-hmm. if you're teaching that energy stays the same. Got it. The energy yeah. that's feeding you stays mm-hmm. the same because your students are always the same age. Yeah,
0: and it's like, circu- yeah, you're kind of like stuck in time yeah. with them. Yeah. <laughs> they move on and then
1: another group and comes another group and they're comes the same, same age, age. And then and they move on and and it really, it really, really keeps you young. It really keeps you very energetic. Oh, that's really cool. So I, I, I was part-time in the that. beginning. Yeah. I I went on to becoming full-time and then I was on tenure track before uh, before I moved to Dubai.
0: Okay. Um, so moving to Dubai you and your husband moved here you started a tech company yeah. um, which is like woo, kind of different from <laughs> <laughs> what you were doing yeah. um, uh, but then you also so how uh, how did because you continued making art um, but how did you kind of balance that that work and your other work together very carefully
1: very (laughs) carefully yeah Yeah. um so one of the reasons for moving into starting my own company Mm -hmm. was I actually very naively actually thought that it was going to give me more time in my studio because I thought I'll call the shots and I'll dictate my own work hours Mm. And so I want to get more serious about my studio practice, and so this seems like a really good idea. But that's
0: a startup in Dubai, though. (laughs) So again, (laughs) which is like another story. (laughs) Very nice startups, right?
1: Um, So I mean, now you've got a lot of startups, and I I feel Mm -hmm. like now people know what the startup culture is like in Dubai. But honestly, when we started about four and a half years ago, it Mm -hmm. was new, and Mm. it wasn't really. I mean, it was it was just starting off, and you didn't have. You didn't. I didn't have the knowledge of. Oh my God! This is going to be so time consuming, and mm. this is going to be. Um, because again, the ecosystem was new. Yes. Anyway, so um, and and my husband is is an entrepreneur. So uh, I think it was it was his idea. You know, he wanted to start something, and I was working for an art gallery here when mm-hmm. I first moved. Um, I went to the u s for a three month residency, and when I came back i didn 't have a job and then this was this was also happening on the side. Mm-hmm. He was trying to build a company, and I was like you know what i'm gonna i 'm gonna
0: take it i'm gonna yeah. take it i 'm gonna work with you
1: yeah um, it's not a not a pure tech company mm-hmm. it's a brand marketing agency okay and so I fit myself into um, the design role okay, and also I feel like art school really teaches you a few skills that that entrepreneurs also share which is um you know you have to be creative you have to be innovative Mm -hmm, you have mm -hmm. to be agile
0: yeah
1: uh it teaches you um it teaches you a lot of resilience in (laughs) in the face of failure right Uh, it gives you a thick skin Uh and it really teaches you how to strategize when you're making your work you're you're you have to speak about your work Mm -hmm. you you're sitting there you you're working out of your studio no one's telling you what to do and when to finish it it's a lot of self discipline you yes. have to wake up in the morning you have to work out of your studio yes and so it teaches you that focus as well and these skills are transferable yeah right and so that's that's what that's what people are looking for in, in an entrepreneur as well
0: wow that's really that's really cool so Going to art school could prepare you for the business world too.
1: It (laughs) absolutely absolutely can because my role right now in my company is that of a problem solver. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm. I think I enable my the when I was teaching, Mm -hmm. I. It really helped me understand or empathize Mm -hmm. with people. Mm -hmm. You cannot just teach art students; you have to understand them, right? Because in order to understand their work, you have to understand where they're coming from, right? And it's the same with with what I do in my company is in order to make the best of my employees, I have mm-hmm. to understand them yes, and understand where they're coming from. Um, so I have to enable them to realize their true potential.
0: I think you have like a very mature way of looking <laughs> at all of this. You're like, you know, I could do, I could be in a business world and use all of my art knowledge and practice to facilitate yeah, that. Yeah, that's amazing. Really that's 100%. really cool. I mean,
1: I, I'm glad I went to art school Mm -hmm. because it really teaches you so many of these skills. I don't think that I would have learned these skills in business school. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. Um, And but when it comes to that, like creativity in you and the topics that you feel I want to talk about, do you think that being in this type of working environment kind of suffocates you in any way or diminishes i mean you don't have the same amount of time or like the flexibility to do that kind of work how do you
1: deal with with that so that was a lesson learned the hard way Mm. that if you are an entrepreneur and if you want your business to be successful Mm -hmm. you're actually not going to be able to work out of your studio right yeah (laughs) yeah yeah So as the business took off, which it did, and I'm you know very grateful for that, um, I got less and less time out of my studio. Mm-hmm. But there is a point where self-preservation has to kick in. Mm-hmm. And for me, I know it, it's starting to kick in when I start to get a little depressed mm-hmm. and I start to get unhappy. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason for me to be unhappy because if I talk about my life with somebody, mm-hmm. you know, it's... It's amazing. It's rosy. It's peachy mm-hmm. keen. But I know inside I'm not feeling that great, and and you did you like also like
0: feel guilty for feeling yeah, not amazing? It's like, I, it's like everything's good. So We're
1: making money. We have jobs. Yeah, I'm so ungrateful, You uh, yeah. know, I'm doing really well. But so what it's is like another wrong layer with of me? guilt? Uh, put it yeah. guilt for feeling guilty. Yeah. 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 But the thing is, there's nothing wrong with me. Mm-hmm. I I missed being out of my like I missed working out of my studio mm-hmm. and. And if I'm feeling that way, then I'm rubbish at my day job, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because that also needs needs me to be on, like I need to be switched on, yes. right? It's my company. It's mm-hmm. not like I'm I'm going to slack off and sort of, you know, sit there in front of my computer. Yeah, if you don't do it, no one's going to do no it. Like gonna it's not it. going to run. Exactly. Yeah. And, so, and so I thought the best way to do that, to actually balance the two out would be you know, people take, people take leave and it's okay for me to take leave. Yes. And so the way that I started was I started taking time off. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm lucky that my husband also works with me. And yes. so there's somebody that I can trust 100%. And I'd be like, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take four to six weeks off. Mm-hmm. So you know my role, handle it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I know that, that you'll probably break by <laughs> the end of it. But <laughs> I'm not going to be away that long. Yes. It's right. temporary. It's, it's just temporary. like an amount of time that you need to carve out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I would do the same for him. I mm-hmm. know his role. I'm not very good at it, but I know that I can sustain it. Yeah, you'll be able to manage it for exactly. that duration exactly. of time. Yeah. And so that's that's what I started doing. Yeah,
0: so you started uh, taking up residencies in other places or you had your own space?
1: Um, so initially I started taking up residencies. Mm-hmm. I thought, um, and I think every artist does need, Mm. artist residencies. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need to leave the place that they're in to be able to completely disconnect. Um, it's And amazing. when you say
0: that, do you mean like com- like go to another city, another I, country? I, I, I would go to the U.S.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. That's, you know, that's where I went for grad school and I always felt like I have a connection there. Mm-hmm. And so... And I've got friends there. I've got people that I like to meet there. I have a gallery there. They mm-hmm. represent my work. Amazing. And so it just made sense for me to go to the U.S. for a residency. Uh-huh. Um, and I did that for the first two years. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so first two years. Every year you would take yeah. the, um, an amount of time yeah. off and go same place?
1: Uh, no, different places. Oh, different places. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I would basically apply to a bunch of places and whichever one, you know, accepted, like, because yeah. I'd always apply for... Uh, a <laughs> scholarship. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? I, you know, I'd, if you can cover, I, I would like a fellowship and yeah. so if I got a fellowship, mm-hmm. then I'd go there. Um, and
0: and in order to do any of those, you would have had to, you know, in the previous residency to make
1: like enough work, have yeah. your portfolio, yeah. you
0: know, keep it, keep it going. Yeah. Yeah. Basically.
1: Okay. Um, and so I did that for the first two years mm-hmm. and, um, but the last two years I realized that because I disconnect myself completely, and I leave, I leave the UAE. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel disconnected when I come back mm. because there is, there is an art ecosystem here, mm-hmm. and I cannot, I cannot be leaving it or disconnecting myself from it. The only time that I get to actually mm-hmm. think about my art and my work
0: is that because your the topics that you incorporate into your art or the topics that inspire your art are very connected to this ecosystem well, here? yeah
1: they have to be well not the art ecosystem but i'm i live here yes right and yeah. so you know out of the 12 months of the year 11 months i'm i'm receiving i'm, I'm like a receptor for these external stimuli mm-hmm. and my and that's what my work is based on mm-hmm. it's experiential it's it's a little opinionated. It's a it's about observation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a commentary. It's a narrative, yes. and of course, it it does it it belongs to this place. Yeah. But each time I am creating the work, yeah, I run away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so it started getting really confusing, and I started mm-hmm. getting. Like, and so when I tried to write about my work, I was like, I'm really confused. Like, but. You know, I'm talking about the UAE and I'm talking about Dubai and I'm talking about my connection with this place. But each time I'm making the work, and I'm speaking about the work. I'm speaking about it with an audience that doesn't understand um, the context yeah. that that I, you know, that I'm, I'm sort of speaking about. Right, right. Um, and so then that's when I decided, all right, no more. Yeah. Let me spend some time here. So the, okay. p- the past two years, I've been taking studio breaks here. Studio breaks here. Oh, that's
0: yeah. really... Okay, cool. And um, that's kind of like help support your uh, topics and your yeah. work. It's okay. added a
1: lot of clarity to what okay. I'm doing. It's not as confused. <laughs> <laughs> and And then when I have... Of course, during like studio time or an artist residency, yeah. um, you I think what is s- just as important as the creation of the work mm-hmm. is, are the conversations that right. you have with other people. Yes, and
0: because I residencies, you're not like by yourself, like in a room no, somewhere and not. making art. It you you need critique. Half of the, can yeah, of
1: course, half of the the whole like creative process, process. depends on the conversations that you have. Mm-hmm. And each conversation adds more to, your, to, the, to how you're thinking about the yes. work. Yes. For me, I can never create work in isolation. Okay. Um, and so having those conversations with people who actually are from here mm-hmm. or live here... Mm-hmm. Or who I can relate to, or who can relate to me in my work. Like yeah. for example, when when you saw my work yes. last year, I didn't have to go into a lot of detail. I think but I maybe. But just why?
0: <laughs> but why do you feel like you're kind of detached? Exactly like, right. Or what? But, is but
1: don't you, do you, you have? Mean? Don't you live here though? Yeah. Or you <laughs> know, like like things like um, you know, I I I use a lot of um. My recent projects, I've been using a lot of tape in my work. Yes. Um, and when you saw that, and mm-hmm. I explained to you why I use it, and mm-hmm. I think I just used one line, and you yeah. were like, oh, yeah, I get it. It's yeah. because you live here, yeah. and you get it. <laughs> and <laughs> I had <laughs>
0: just, actually, I had just moved to Dubai, too, and I had, like, immediate... Do you want to talk a, a little bit about that piece that you did, or that about that project as a whole that you did?
1: Um, yeah, so that was a project that I... I started and I finished. Actually it took me two years to do that project. Mm-hmm. Um because it was a large project. It actually ended up becoming an artist book and it had about twenty pieces in it overall. It's a big book. Yeah. Um <laughs> and I did that at Art Jamil. This is before they got their permanent yes, space and they the beautiful space they moved yes. in. Um and um so I think over, over the duration of two years, the way that I approached the work also changed quite a bit mm-hmm. because, again, when you revisit a thought a yeah. whole year later, not gonna be, you're not going to visit it exactly the same way. It's right. going to have matured or yes. it's going to have evolved or changed. Mm-hmm. But the And you have
0: c- to kind of like be open to that you you have too. You have to be open right. to it, exactly, yeah. because
1: how do you, it's impossible for you to actually go back to the same exact thing that you were thinking of yeah, cuz you've grown since you've that grown time and 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 yeah. you don't relate to that anymore mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. um so through the work it was um i was using a lot of a lot of tape um like different sorts of tape like duct tape scotch tape mm-hmm. i believe i used blue tape yellow tape red tape yeah. all sorts of <laughs> <laughs> i remember blue tape yeah. yeah the ones that i
0: saw were like Pieces of blue tape.
1: I was obsessing (laughs) with with tape because I love that the quality that it has where you use it as either a temporary fix to join two pieces together Mm -hmm. that are not going to stay together forever or you stick things with it on top of another surface Mm -hmm. or you can just stick tape on top of another surface. But with the intention that this is going to be temporary, but I, I also find it really interesting that you have things like duct tape mm-hmm. and um, gorilla tape that are actually permanent. Yeah. Um, so that kind of defeats the purpose of the the, the temporary ap- approach that you have with the tape. Um, and I like the the permanence that it has. Mm-hmm. So if you stick tape onto a surface and you and you peel it off, especially if you leave it on for yeah. Maybe a few months or a few years. So it's kind of like
0: dissolving. And it just tacky. dissolves. It just
1: it just merges in with the surface, yeah. and there is no way to completely cleanly separate it. Mm-hmm. And I thought that really worked well with how I feel about about living here mm-hmm. in in Dubai in the UAE. Mm-hmm. This is my home. Mm-hmm. I love this place. Mm-hmm. I've never felt more at home at in any other place. But I'll always be this the temporary yeah a bit like yeah. a bit like tape right yeah. if, if, if you are not going to be a citizen in a place eventually the thought is that you're going to have to leave, leave at some point at some point you will yeah. have to leave and it might be hard m- to like remove yourself yeah. but exactly it's going to be hard to remove yourself and <coughs> I, I i thought that you know removing yourself from this place what's going to be left well there's going to be a huge chunk of me that's going to be left here yeah just the same way that you try to rip tape off a surface and you're going to leave that tape on the surface and nothing in this world is going to you know be able to get rid of that or the the tape is going to take away from the surface and Mm -hmm. and take something with it and and so yeah that's yeah that's super
0: cool and I yeah when you explained that to me I was like yes I totally understand that my version of tape is still super fresh, so I could literally be removed <laughs> <laughs> <at> any <laughs> second. <laughs> also,
1: it kind of depends on what sort <laughs> of tape it is. Yeah, you know.
0: yeah, uh, true. But uh, did you get any commentary from other people during that time?
1: I love the I fact th- that I really didn't have to go into a, a, lot, a lot of. of d- I think this this like explanation that I've given you yeah. is probably the longest that I've ever had to give. Yeah. Um, not had to, but just given. Um, yeah. but <laughs> the minute I just, I'm I like I tell me more. <laughs>
0: Yes, <laughs> you're describing <laughs>
1: everything so accurately. <laughs> but with people, when I just when I speak about you know, like the comparison between being an expat who considers Dubai mm-hmm. home mm-hmm. and the way that tape sticks to a surface, and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah. makes sense. Makes
0: sense. Yeah, so. makes sense. Really cool." Um, I remember when we talked last time, uh, we were kind of discussing your the the subject matter and the topics that you use in your art and how they have like evolved over time and right now you're saying like as you grow older and move around topics kind of change but could you compare kind of like what the type of work that you're like super dedicated to before and the topics that were so important and so hot for you and how like that kind of became Uh, Irrelevant through time Or not just irrelevant But you've kind of like Grown out of that
1: Yeah It's like um, For me it's like A screaming match That I have Only (laughs) I'm having it With my work Uh So once I've vented Yeah I'm done And my blood pressure Is like You know It's lower I was was
0: actually Going to ask you that I was like Because I remember You said that Your art was kind of Like on the angrier side Before And there are a lot Of like hot top Like topics That made you angry Um when you made your art was that a release or yeah. was it like kind of like fired it up even more
1: no it's like a release I mm. think mm-hmm. and it's um, because you're not you really have to think about it's, it's angry but then it channels your anger as mm-hmm. well and then you're really thinking about what you're doing and then eventually you get to this point where you've spoken so much about it through your work mm-hmm. and you've yelled about it so much through your work mm-hmm. but there's also been I feel like when you get angry, and if it's a vocal anger mm-hmm. at somebody, mm-hmm. you say a lot of things that you regret because you're not really thinking yeah. through your anger. Yeah. But when you're it's also like your making ego and stuff is taking yeah. over, kind of. Basically, it's like yeah. I'm going to win this argument, and yeah. that's it. You yeah, know? yeah. But through your work, it's not like that. Mm-hmm. It, there is a lot of anger, but you're also thinking through everything. And when the two of them go together, it just. Mm-hmm. It it just dies off after a little while. At least for me, mm-hmm. it I I suppose it's like a catharsis, so mm-hmm. in a way, it just you know, a few yeah. f- a few months later, a few projects later, a few pieces later, I'm yeah. like, oh, it feels uh, good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, um, so I was looking through some of your work, and I the ones that I saw when I met you, they're on paper, they like two D work with the tape on it. But when I was visiting some of your older work i saw a lot of like larger it's more sculptural work how yeah. did your how did you evolve into or choosing that medium of style um
1: so i think it happened through the work that came right before it i've, I've always been again with with printmaking mm-hmm. it's um it is a relationship with paper Mm-hmm. and i think a lot of printmakers love their relationship with paper it, you know you speak with a bunch of of printmakers and it's very geeky conversation <laughs> like you know oh is this archival and yeah. what paper have you used you yeah. know and it's never about it's that is always something that comes up mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um and there's like all this beautiful paper in the world it has yeah. fancy names yeah. and you know all of that so it's it's really about um works on paper okay. and that was something that um, i carried through uh even after I don't I don't pull prints anymore mm-hmm. I, there's just a lack of of print facilities mm. um if I do make prints I I want everything to be there I'm so I'm so greedy I want you know I want a massive press and yeah. I, I want everything to be perfect yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so that hasn't happened since it's okay. in grad school so I've just moved over to w- yeah. just work You're like it's either going to be perfect or, or we're not or doing we're this. this not doing it exactly yeah. um and so um, I, I've always had this relationship with paper, mm-hmm. and it was hard for me to break away from that. But after, at a certain point, I, I also started to get a little antsy because I don't have to keep working with paper, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, even if I want to come back to working with paper, yeah. I need to experience something else mm. so that I can come back to it with... With a, a different approach. Yeah. Right? I mean, and paper is Like, these also are limitations that you're putting on yourself. Yeah, exactly. Right? And, and paper is like, yeah. also very versatile. Yeah. And so, I'm not understanding its versatility because I'm just using it in a particular way, which is, you know, my, my pencil to the paper. And then, and then so on. Yeah. And so, um, I did do this one very sculptural series, mm-hmm. but it kind of happened the shift happened from with the series before that where I started doing a lot of paper cutouts, mm-hmm. and I started collaging them on top of each other, but I wasn't collaging them directly on top of each other. I took these embroidery hoops, and each hoop has a certain depth, and yes. I use that depth a lot to mm-hmm. my advantage. So mm-hmm. everything was created in paper, but the layers were, uh, were separate. Okay. Um, and so it actually had a 3D sort of an effect. Oh, cool. Okay. And... And I really liked that. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, you know what? There you go. Paper yeah. is very versatile. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? it, doesn't <laughs> it doesn't have, have to be flat. a 2D thing. It yeah. doesn't have to be flat. Yeah. And so that's when I moved into the, the sculptural pieces mm-hmm. that you're speaking about. They also have paper on them. Right. Um, because there are these large drawings. Yes. But they've been mounted on um, fat pieces of foam core. And the foam core is being carved out. Got it. And joined together in different ways.
0: Th- were those sculptural uh, pieces um, part of the collection that you showcased at the gallery that now represents you?
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so both the hoop pieces that I just spoke about yeah. and the um, the large sculptural mm-hmm. pieces, the sculptural pieces were life size figures. Mm-hmm. They were both um, at the in the solo, nice. a solo for solo that I was. Yeah. Yes. <laughs>
0: I'd like to talk about your art, obviously, and. You as an artist yourself, but also how you define living creatively. I think people have different definitions for that. Some of them, for them, living creatively means literally they have to be making all the time. But sometimes, for other people, it's beyond that. Just every day is creative. Mm-hmm. How do you kind of define living creatively?
1: I think it's um, I think it's problem solving mm. for me. Um, I think that's super creative. Yeah. <laughs> and that's something that I do all the time. Uh-huh. And I realized that's something I'm also pretty good at because things that are really obvious to me mm-hmm. or, you know, if, if there's a situation and I can see, well, there is a solution. I realize yes. that not everyone can see it. And again, I, I I attribute that to art school and I think that that was one of the skills that I picked mm-hmm. up there. Mm-hmm and I problem solve in my work because if something is not going right and by work I mean studio work
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's like this constant battle with the piece that I'm making mm-hmm. and it's a it's more of a problem solving process mm-hmm. than a creative process for uh. me it's like well I did something and I'm not happy with it and how do I how do I solve this how do I make myself happy with it yeah and I did something and and it's not saying what I wanted it to say how do I make it say what I wanted it to say so it's problem solving and then yeah you know, uh, working, working in a marketing agency, there's, there are problems every day, Mm. you know, whether it's, it's, you know, cash flow problems or what are we doing for, you know, our next six months is looking really bleak. How are we going to, you know, manage salaries? So
0: basically, are you like really chill all the time? No. (laughs) (laughs) Like
1: you're like, there's always a solution and I got it. But there's always a problem, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's see. That's the problem. Yeah. There's always a problem. A <laughs> <laughs> that's the one thing. That but I there's always a, a solution too. Always, there has to be a solution. There has, there to, there be has solution. to be a solution. Yeah. Like, I mean, how d- y- 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 you don't just give up. There has to be a solution, right? right? And that's why you're the boss. That's not the boss. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> you're like, I don't want any of these excuses. There is a solution. there
1: Has to be a solution.
0: Wow. Amazing. Um, so now now you're you have come to that point of the year where you are taking time off yeah from your work yeah and you're kind of transitioning back into um being in your space and making your art how's that how's that transition i know you kind of like i feel like you made it seem very black and white you're like now i'm working and not making art now making art like not working. Is there like a yeah. tr- is there a transition? <laughs> how, how how much yes. how much of that period of time that you give to making art is spent on like this transition? Is it easy? Is it hard? You've been doing this for a few yeah. years right
1: now, right? So it's you know, mm-hmm. that's a really good question, and mm-hmm. it's actually uh, it. I think it depends so before this year mm-hmm. like I said I would disconnect completely and physically disconnect and that physical disconnection yeah. really helps so if I disconnected myself so far as like to no th- expectations you're like you know
0: it's okay if I don't pick up uh, a pencil yeah, today it's
1: fine because I'm like blocking this time I'm off blocking this time off right and you know if I'm running off to a place like if I, or I'm going off to the place like the US for a residency yeah um and you're surrounded by other people who are going through the same process. You know, some they're all they're all um, studio artists, but somebody's reading, and mm-hmm. reading is very important. And mm-hmm. so that just validates everything. It's like it's okay for me to to take a four hour long walk. Yes. It's okay for me to sit there and stare at a wall. And so all of that becomes part of the creative process. Yes. It's as I don't stress out. Mm-hmm. And the past two years, I've been to Art Jamil, and again, that was a physical disconnection because I would get up. You know, get out of bed, you know, get dressed, and go to a studio yes. and work there. Yes. and and so that also helped because I was also a physical disconnection, yeah. changing year. locations, changing, changing location. from your normal routine yeah. and the yeah. energy yeah. around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, yeah, I at I yeah. had I had people around me, mm-hmm. and so there were also artists also doing the same thing. Right? Yeah. It was you know, someone's reading, someone's. Um, Taking a four-hour-long walk. Yeah. Somebody's doing, you know, someone's. Uh, and it's all part away. of the work. It's p- it's all part For of the work. work, and it's okay. Yes. Um, this year, I think <laughs> only it's artists been will understand <laughs> this. <laughs> but this year has actually been really, really hard because mm-hmm. I. Um, this is the first year that I thought I'm going to set up a studio at home, mm-hmm. and I I decided to do that because I don't have a studio at home, and I'm thinking, well, maybe. Maybe that's something that I need to sort of... At least give it a shot. Give it a shot, yeah. Yeah. Um, And I gave myself one month uh, to work out of the studio. And I thought it was going to be like every year, which is I'm going to disconnect completely and I'm going to get into my studio and it will just happen. Mm -hmm. And you know what? My four weeks is up this week Mm. and it has barely started to happen Mm -hmm. because I have had a nightmare of a time trying to disconnect from my life and my other time trying to find that solution yeah yeah basically (laughs) (laughs) and i know it's because i'm physically not a hundred percent disconnected um because
0: because being at home and kind of like continuing where you
1: were before exactly because because i would you know i would um Disconnect when, when you when you go to a studio space. You're mm-hmm. disconnecting from your home. You're disconnecting from from your regular work, and you're reconnecting into a studio space yes. because you've got those people around you. You've got other artists around you. Yes. But this time, and that world has already been created for you. There, you just have to go and put yourself in there, got and it. it's easier. Mm-hmm. But this time, I have to create the world. I had to set up my studio, and the studio is a mess, mm-hmm. and just that world is being i'm trying to create that world within my home which is already another world yes and it's just it's been very hard yeah to be like honest separating really the hard. separating yeah. the worlds are hard and Work these are unanticipated um it was completely and you know. un- i did not realize it's gonna take that long yeah um so i i'm not i was being a little hard on myself because mm-hmm. i was like oh my yeah, god yeah, it it sounds like months. you're being so you're like deadline's <laughs> almost
0: up Sophia,
1: <laughs> Time's almost <laughs> up and you have, you've done nothing, <laughs> you've done nothing. But um, I, I am now getting into the flow of it. That's yes. great because I have two more days. Oh. <laughs> two more days of just figuring out the setup, no, right? Just, or just just everything. Everything, everything. yeah. Everything. And then I go back to work. Got yeah. it. Okay. But um, it was interesting. The other day, actually, uh, I was speaking with my husband about this and I was completely like having a panic attack. I was freaking out on mm-hmm. him. And he's like, well, why are you stressing out? If you're going to set up the studio space, yeah. then you can access it at any point. Yes. And so go back to it at some point. You know mm. what? Take a day off work. Go back to it. And he's like, and why are you stressing out? And you're the boss. And so if you want to take a day off, you yeah. should be able to take it. It's been four years. You should be able to take a day off. Don't be so hard on yourself. And I was like, you know, you're right. I. Yeah cuz um, it's not
0: like a residency where you've like okay I have to end it. and you have to end yeah. it and you need to like get out yeah yeah or and, and show this much and work and show this much work right exactly
1: right. it's if i'm going to set it up then you know i have a studio at home and then i can go to it at any point yeah i can i can go to it over the weekends mm-hmm. you know take a work from home i don't know i'll figure it out yeah you'll
0: figure it out um, yeah that makes that makes sense and that's nice. It's nice to, like, come to, like, just, like, chill out. You have this option. And it's okay. It just might be, like, a completely new way of... A new way a to new way. it. This yeah. is, like, the new way of doing it. Yeah. Yeah, you were so sure about, like, your previous decision of breaking up your time between this and residencies. And now it's like, okay, that's not really working out for you as much anymore. This is a new way to do it. Yeah. I mm. mean,
1: you know, how long can I keep saying all right six weeks yeah or four weeks yeah it's it's but that's not just it like, doesn't apply to your life anymore it doesn't apply to my life right. anymore I have to recognize it yes. and I need to be able to and and there are going to be teething you know pains and I think that's yeah. what I'm going through right now mm-hmm, It's that transition mm-hmm. um and at right and I realized that right after this conversation that I had with him I I was like well you know I'm I actually feel a lot better, better. and work started to happen mm. after that. Once I started, I stopped stressing out about, and oh like my God, this Letting go any-. about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And so, th- so this seems, uh, do you have any other types of... Um, so this seems like it was kind of like an obstacle or just kind of a new thing that was like thrown in your face and you had to navigate around it and yeah. find a solution. Do you have other types of obstacles that kind of get in your way? Um, and how do you navigated around it like on a on a normal bit creative basis Um,
1: well so yeah this this year Mm. this has been the biggest one Mm. and then there are those normal obstacles that I think everybody goes through it's the it's the battling with the work yes you know yeah Um, and especially at the start of a project because Mm -hmm. this is a new project Mm -hmm. and there has been a shift and mm-hmm. what I was doing before this and what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. And I think just... In your artwork? In my artwork. Yes. And just yeah. um, reaching that clarity of thought mm-hmm. but not reaching so much clarity that it puts a stop to the work that you're doing. Mm. Because that can also happen when you overthink yeah. things. Yeah, um, I feel like for me that stops the creative process or the, the process of creation. yeah so like um, there's
0: the, during the creative process there should always kind of be like unanswered yeah or like figuring out yeah on the way that's mm-hmm. that's
1: how you if you start the if you start your studio practice with everything having like having figured everything out mm-hmm. you're just never going to be able to create mm. <laughs> and and so for me at least it's a it's a tool and the entire project whether it's you know, three pieces, five pieces, twenty pieces. Yeah. I'm figuring something out, and so my artist statement. Or yes. when I think I'm, I write best about my work mm-hmm. right at the end. At the end, and also after I've taken a break from it, so I'm not so closely attached to it mm. anymore. That makes so much sense.
0: Yes, me sometimes I try to do everything before anything has mm-hmm. happened. You know, and I feel like that's such a 'Cause you create this like anxiety for yourself that like doesn't need to be there at all. Yeah, You create I mean boundaries yeah, for yourself because you're yeah. like, Well
1: I've thought of this and now I've put it this I've put this in beautiful words yeah. and this makes so much sense and now what it's I It's not
0: matching. It's not matching. <laughs> <laughs> and then you try like, maybe if I make my work look like this, this old match, it'll but match. But the statement is supposed yeah. to be explaining exactly. that it shouldn't, it be, the it shouldn't be the art piece. It shouldn't be the art piece. It's
1: supposed to come after after everything has been done and then you're supposed to sit there and yeah. I mean I suppose maybe everyone has their own process but I, 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 I prefer to write about my work mm-hmm. or speak about my work um, after I mean I, li- I like to do it through the process mm-hmm. as well because mm-hmm. that helps me um, really think through a lot of problems mm-hmm. and a lot of um, questions that I have yeah. but that's, those are discussions that I have with other people it's not mm-hmm. the statement or this is what the work is mm-hmm. or this is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Th- the conclusion comes in the end. At that, yeah. right? After you've done the work and you've put it aside and then the work speaks to you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that only happens when you st- stop speaking to the work.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? When right. you're creating, I, I, you, you speak to the work. Yeah. And, and you're doing things to the work.
0: Yeah.
1: And once you've stopped, then the work needs some time to speak to you. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's or like,
0: no, no, it makes sense. I'm trying to, like, I'm like, yes, because throughout the process, you're kind of handling it. You're yeah. kind of um, making it look a certain way, but at the end, and, and what it tells you back could be kind of completely it different than what you different. had thought
1: it, it would have told yeah, you. Yeah, it could be, but then it needs, you need that time to disconnect yeah. from the, 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 think the thought process over that I can change it no Mm. once you have completely done the work and now you are no longer in the process of creation Mm -hmm. which also Mm -hmm. takes some time to like exit your system yeah then then maybe it's the right time to go back to your work and just look at it and be like so tell me
0: did you ever disagree with the conclusion that came out of your work? You're like, what the heck? <laughs> uh, no, I've actually never disagreed, but I've been surprised. Okay. Well, that's I've always good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's really cool. Um, I was going to ask you, where do you get the most inspiration from? I know you do like a lot of research behind your work, but what usually, where does the spark for creating something new come from? Is it something that's always like in the back of your head and, is compiled like through time or it's something immediate that you see or
1: no it's never anything immediate that I see Mm -hmm. um I think it's always um my work has always been a narrative of Mm -hmm. my experiences Mm -hmm. um sure there there are observations in there as well and there are opinions in there as well but each one of that those has been formed over an opinion is not something that just happens. Yeah, you know, at yeah. least for me, it's something mm-hmm. that takes a while to come about, mm-hmm. and an experience has a start, a middle, and probably an end, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And
0: or it's open ended.
1: Or sometimes. it's open ended, yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, but it's it's not something that's that's quick, mm-hmm. and it's not something that <coughs> takes you know, um, but y- y- you get what I mean. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so the work is, is a narrative of that. Yeah, it's not very reactionary. You're no, yeah. it's not reactionary. reactionary. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when I was younger, and especially when I was in Pakistan, it, the work had become very reactionary. Mm-hmm. But it was also, also very quick work. Mm-hmm. Um, there were more like sketches, mm. and I made, I made scores of them, and they would take me like ten minutes to me. And that was okay as well. Yeah. Um but when I look back at that I see I also see a narrative Mm -hmm. because if I if I take that entire body of work that Mm -hmm. was very what I thought was very reactionary Mm -hmm. and reactionary to the news that I was watching and you know the society. The society, the political situation, um but I see a whole narrative in that Mm -hmm. as well. Um, and, and they were also and why was that affecting me so much it was because of my daily life and mm-hmm. ex- I was experiencing that politics mm-hmm. um, but sorry what was the question?
0: yeah no that makes sense yeah Yeah. (laughs) your work is not as reactionary as before your life was kind of at that point at that that age at with that surrounding was more reactionary so your work was more reactionary whereas now you kind of take your time and think things more through and it's more narrative
1: yeah and the the pieces now also I see um earlier on they were mm. standalone mm-hmm. or I was making them as standalone pieces you mm-hmm. can always club things together right. and, and you know put them in in a series mm-hmm. but I was also making them as standalone pieces and I find that it's hard for me to make standalone pieces mm. um so I've been making a lot of books okay. um the project that you saw yeah. was also a book mm-hmm. and it was a loose book but it was more like a portfolio actually yeah. of of um works on paper
0: yeah i remember there's like a bunch of them were on top of you on top of each other so they weren't bound um
1: some of them were bound together Mm -hmm. and some of them weren't um and i I like that approach Mm uh for that particular project because some of the pieces did need to stay together to make a larger piece yeah and some of them were separate from the others but it's still a narrative so i wanted to put it all together Mm -hmm. The book that I made before, this was actually completely bound together. Okay. But they're all narratives. Got it. So the, and the project that I'm working on right now is also, they're also not standalone pieces. They're much larger, mm-hmm. but they're also not standalone pieces. Yeah. So there's, I'm working on the first one right now, and I know that the second one is going to be the middle. Yeah. And then there's going to be, so there is going to be a, it's going to be speaking.
0: Yes. And it might change. It might change. Time. Yeah. Yeah very cool do you have any last words you would like to share about process about space working space uh kind of not letting that like get in the way process (laughs) um
1: process I think that the process keeps changing Mm. and it's okay I think I think I, I cannot speak for everybody or all artists, but I do think that a lot of us are very hard on ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think it's okay not to be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that you need to keep pushing. Even if the process is not working at a certain point, it will eventually. Just have faith yeah. in yourself. You know, yeah. it'll, it'll happen eventually. And
0: four-hour walks are okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 100% okay. 120%. Uh. perhaps not in this heat. But <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Maybe in a few months.
1: Yeah. It's a little nicer by the water.
0: Yeah. With your pets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Sophia, for being with us here thank today. Thank you for having me. Um, it was a pleasure talking with you. And I hope I could get to see your work soon. I had yeah. such a good time seeing it last time, and I look forward to checking it out and see what you come up with great thank you Yay. thank you for being here and thank you for listening peeps